welcome back, everybody. It's time to meet our community, the Hispanic business community here in Orange County, powered by the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce and Orange County's only community radio station, OC Talk Radio. Streaming live from our studios here at the University of California, Irvine's Beale Applied Innovation Center. Join us as we bring in our host, John Gutierrez. Hey, John. Hey, everybody. How's everybody doing today? Thank you, Paul. We appreciate you having us here. We have a special guest today. As Paul mentioned, welcome to our community podcast show, where our community is your community, powered by the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. I'm your host, John Gutierrez, founder of OC Hospice and board member at the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Today, we have a great host. Um, we have a great guest with us today. Uh, her name is Alma Hernandez. She's a senior deputy district attorney, career prosecutor for 20 years, uh, OC resident of over 22 years, and mother of five boys. Her husband is Mr. Jose Hernandez, an attorney, uh, immigration attorney, if I'm correct. That is and, uh, and somebody who supports our Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce uh, comes to a lot of our our events and our golf tournaments so let's welcome uh alma hernandez thank you for being here oh thank you john thank you for having me here it's a it's a pleasure and i'm so grateful thank and, you and i'm gonna interrupt for one second let's get her to the microphone a little closer to her so we can hear oh, everything perfect. she's saying there, there okay. you go. is that better all, that's much yes. better perfect okay. thank you so what we like to do on the show here is get to know you and and who you are and we'll get into all the other fun stuff a little later but tell us a little bit about who is Alma Hernandez. Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, your childhood, maybe some of your hobbies. Let's let the listeners know who you are as a person. Okay, John. But you're going to have to stop me if I go on too long. You know, you give an attorney an open mic and I know, be I know. careful what you might get. We're going to have to wave you down. Wave you down. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, thank you. Uh, this is a great opportunity. And hello to all your listeners. Um, I actually grew up in Southgate. Okay. It's small. It's kind of like Santana, but much smaller. Okay. It's in the southeast region of L.A. County, right uh, where the one, 105 and the 710 meet. Um, that's where I grew up my entire life, basically. We moved around a little bit as a kid. I come from a long line of single moms. My great-grandmother was a single mom, my grandmother, and my mother. Interesting. Okay. My mom was only four days into her 16th year when I was born. Wow. Right. Um, I'm the first person in my entire family to ever graduate from high school. Really? Yeah. So I don't have, I guess, the normal trajectory of somebody who's running for judge. Yes. Um, And then, uh, so I grew up without a dad. It was just my mom and I and then my four siblings that came along later. But, you know, what I did learn from my mother was hard work. Right. Yes. To her, even though she didn't finish high school, education was very, very important. And uh, my grandmother as well. So I watched these two women struggle and work to provide for myself and for my brothers and sisters. Um, and that's where I learned my work ethic. Right. I, I never knew what it was to work hard. I just knew that you work yes. and it equals the same thing. So you have some good mentors. Absolutely. Uh, some strong women around you. Right. Strong women. Strong women. I mean, we all had our own obstacles to get over and around and through yes. uh, but I learned a lot from them I learned from them how to be persistent yes. um, how to work hard you know and in my mind it wasn't hard work it was just work um, wow. but you learned how to get through life you know how to be successful despite all of your op- obstacles or maybe because of my obstacles right yes um, so thankfully uh, once I got through high school I only applied to one undergraduate school 
because my high school counselor basically said, oh, you don't have money. You can't afford it. Just apply to one of the Cal States. Thankfully, I did, and I applied to Cal State Long Beach and got in. Really? Right? Oh, that's awesome. It was. Um, so I was there my second year. I became a single mom myself. Wow. So then I really had to learn what hard work was. Yes. And go to school, work full time to uh, you know support me and my son. And uh, So you're young single mom at the time in college there must have been some challenges there right of course but to me that was nothing new you know challenges were just part of my life i didn't feel sorry for myself because of it um i wasn't mad at the world because of it i just took it as okay this is life now let me figure out how i'm going to get through it because that's what i saw the people around me do their entire life and at that early age as as a mother uh going into college did you know you were going to pursue this kind of career? What was your mindset at the time? We we have a lot of our youth chamber that mm-hmm. listens to our podcast, and it's good to share with them, you know, that youth mentality when you're in college, the advice. And so what was your mindset at the time, would you say? I, I think at that time, my mindset was just survival and getting through okay. and making it making it at that time I really didn't know what I was going to do with the rest of my life I just knew okay this is the path that I took so I have to finish it and I have to be successful wow. so my mission the whole time was just get to the end just get to the end I think most college students think that when they graduate from high school they have to have a clear path mapped out and they have to know where they're going to go Yes. My husband, Jose Alfredo, that you mentioned, yes. he was like that. He yes. knew from the time he was a little boy that he was going to be an attorney. Yes. And he was just focused, tunnel vision, and he got there as quickly as and as with the straight path as he could. I didn't take that path because that wasn't the path that was available to me. Yes. Um, but once I got through, that whole time, from the time I was turned 13 until I got out of uh, college, I was working for an attorney. My mom was a secretary for an attorney, so I worked with him. During, um, during school breaks, because we had year-round school on the weekends. So I always worked and went to school. It was nothing new for me. Yes. You know, so it wasn't a change. It was just like, okay, well, now I got to step it up. I took a year off after uh, undergrad to work full-time. At that time, I had a thought of, okay, you know, after working in an in a, in a attorney's office for a year full-time, plus all the other time, I thought, well, if these people could do it, I can do it. That's you right. know, I was like, there's there's nothing about them that's different than me. Exactly. So it was just from watching them do their work and the people that I was surrounded with that made it so that I thought, oh, this is actually something that's available to me. It's interesting you bring the, these points up because we've had other guests who've been here and they've talked about the importance of volunteering yeah. or doing an internship. In this case, you were kind of not volunteering, you were getting paid but you were you had your feet into a career that you were learning right and so it gave you that confidence would you right. say right oh Being yeah in there i tell my boys i have one son right now that's at cal state long beach and i tell him all the time love it's great that you're going to school and it's great that you're getting good grades but that's just the bare minimum that's your job as a student right yes. at least that's how i see it that's mm-hmm. your job you need to do more than that you need to get out into the community meet people network um, you do that by interning externing volunteering get your feet wet right yes um, because for me let's say at the da's office part of my job is um, i volunteer to help recruit uh, new DAs. Okay. And for me, when I do an, an interview, it's like, okay, so you went to high school, got good grades, you went to undergrad and uh, law school, and you did good. That's nice. That's the bare minimum. That's what you're supposed to do. Tell me what else you've done. 
Yes. Right. I want to know that you've had a job. I want to know that you've had obstacles in your life that you've overcome. But that because that's what makes you a good, good person with some solid background yes. and common sense more than anything. Exactly. Right. They don't teach that at school. That's something that life experience brings. So, so when you huge. were working with this attorney uh, for that year, what was the transition then from there? Oh, that's a good story. So one day, <laughs> him and his mom took me, uh, him and my mom, sorry, uh, took me to lunch. Okay. Sat me down and he said, okay, so what's next? I was like, what do you mean? He's like, okay, your year's up. So what's going to happen now? I was like, well, I don't know. He said, well, aren't you going to go to law school? And I said, look, it took me seven years to graduate. I'm already almost 26 to me back then, that was old, right? Yes. I wish I was 26. And he said, okay, well, and I said, and it's too expensive. He said, look, it takes you three years to graduate from, from law school. Would you rather be 30 and still a legal secretary or 30 and have a law degree and be an attorney? That's awesome. And that yeah. completely changed my mindset. That's mindset. all it took, yes. right? A switch in my mindset and perspective. And I was like, oh my God. He's absolutely right. It's like he challenged you. Absolutely. Right? And not only did he challenge me, he supported me. The next morning, I'm sitting at my desk and I see a brown paper bag sitting in front of me. And I was like, what is this? Mm -hmm. He walks in and he says, that's for your second excuse. And he said, pay me back when you can. I opened that. It had $10,000 in it. No way. Yep. Wow. And he just said, pay me back when you're done. Wow. And I paid him back within a year of my husband graduated from law school because wow. I was so overwhelmed and grateful for the belief that he had in me. Yes. You know, this man watched me grow up since I was 13 years old. Wow. And now at 26, he had all that faith in me to not only give me that support that I needed and that push, but to put his money where his mouth was. And yeah. I'm eternally grateful for that. And that's why I work so hard as a DA to give back, not just to community, my community, but I want to see other people, other students that come from maybe not a traditional background. I want to see them take positions like the one I have. You don't, it's not, it's not common to see a Latina who's bicultural and bilingual mm -hmm. uh, do my job, unfortunately. Mm. And I wish more people would see it as an opportunity because that diversity and that the different upbringing and perspective is so important in a job like mine. Yes, it's interesting you mentioned um, that you mentor because I was reading some of the stories about, I mean, you've really been mentoring college interns, yeah. law clerks, uh, junior D DAs, right? Yes. Um, what's that been like for you now that you're on the other side of the table, right? You were just like this gentleman who mentored you and helped yeah. you out. What has that been that for you in the last, you know, I don't know, 10 years or so that you've been doing this, uh, mentoring others? You know, really, that is, I say that it's my way of giving back, but I feel like I the, I'm the one who grows from it. You know, from every experience and every contact that I have with somebody that much younger, I learn from them. Okay. Just as much as they learn from me, you know, it's it's probably one of my favorite parts of my job because I see so much negative ne negativity in my job. You know, I was a sex sex crimes prosecutor for over almost six years. Wow. That's super difficult. So I can imagine yes. I needed that balance, too. Right. Because with every single one of those cases, you kind of it's a new scar on your soul. Right. Yes. You have your own childhood traumas. But when you deal with these cases, yes. you kind of add a new one. And mm -hmm. um so it's kind of a way for me to balance that. You know, I, I have this tragedy that I deal with on a daily basis, whether mm -hmm. it's the sex crimes or homicides. 
it's so you almost need that as a human being to feel normal right it's, it's interesting you bring that up people often say that to me how do you work in hospice yeah. how do you work in you know when people are dying Super six important. months i've been in it for 20 years and i say you have to find ways yeah to get through the ther- therapeutic part of it, right? Because we're humans, like you say, and so you can't take that all with you carrying mm-hmm. it. So that's why I mentor and I get involved in the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce right. and I love helping others in the community because that's like my escape, right? Yeah. You, you, what you're saying is very similar, but on the other, another note, you also have five boys. I do. <laughs> which is pretty amazing. And Jose, your husband, and I were talking yesterday and he kept, pointing that out that you're just an amazing mother oh, thank and you. so kudos to you thank um you. And, and five boys what's that been like i mean it's tell a us a little bit about ride. that it's a wild <laughs> ride five boys you can imagine my oldest is 29 no way yes that sounds horrible to me when i say it out loud <laughs> but he's 29 and my youngest will be 16 in july um it's been a wild ride i i had oh. my son already when i met my husband and then we added four more yes. and it wasn't like we took our time i had our first son the first semester of my second year in law school Wow! and still uh, maintained a full ride scholarship and then the third year we added another boy and wow. unfortunately that my son passed away and Sorry he went back that. home to be with you know yes uh, our father that was difficult in and of itself but you know children bring such a joy to your life it's yes. a lot of work but we were very very lucky in that we have a huge support system that is the most important thing. Family? When, family. family. Okay. But, but you know what? Some of us don't have family, so we have to pick a new family for ourselves. So whether it's family, friends, neighbors, exactly. it's so important to have a network yes. of support. Yes. Because, well, I'm trying to, uh, you know, finish law school and uh, become a DA and become a, a good trial attorney. My husband is doing the same and he's trying to run a successful firm. It, it takes a lot of work. And it takes a lot of help from the people around you to to help grow this family. I mean, five boys. That's it's, it. Yes. And yeah. you mentioned trials. I mean, you've done over 60 trials, yes. right? Verdicts. Yes. Yes. Um, spent over five years in the sexual assault and child abuse unit. Yeah. One year as a trial team leader for a general felony unit and five years in the gang unit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you currently serve as the trial team leader. Right and handle most complex trials in the unit, including special circumstances, homicides, both gang and non-gang related. Tell us a little bit about that. I mean, yeah. what? There's a lot right there. Yeah. Like you, you're one tough woman. Tell us about that community leader, superhero that you are. People <laughs> want to learn about you because again, we have a lot of young listeners that we want to make sure they know what it takes to to get to this level. I, it's just your mindset and your perspective is so important, right? Yes. Never to feel sorry for yourself. And just for me, it's really been full steam ahead always. Not that I haven't had moments where I doubt myself. Of course I do. I have my husband who is my big rock, right? Yes. So we're that for each other. So it's that's great. been so it's important. Yes. So important. 22 years married, you said? 22 years wow. married. Wow. Great job, days. Jose. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm the one you should be congratulating. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Happy wife, happy life. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's possible, right? Yes. Anything you want to do that's really worth it to you, that means something. And yes. that's the thing. You have to find something in life that actually motivates you, that makes you get up in the morning. And you know what? Yeah, I have this case. I have this child abuse case, this child molest case. I really care about this child. That's what made me come home, do homework with my kids, get projects done, shower, get them to bed, and then start working. 
wow. and not go to bed till one or two o'clock in the morning and get up at five o'clock and do it all over again. Wow. You can't do that if you don't have a career or a job that you are fully invested in and believe in. And that's what this career has been for me. And that's why I'm I'm seeking this judgeship because it's the only job that I can think of for me where I'm able to do the right thing for the right reason every single time. I mean, that's even our mission statement for the DA's office. And being a judge, that's my next step in doing the right thing for the right reason every time and having courage, making decisions that are maybe unpopular, um, but doing it without fear and without favor. And yes, folks, Alma Hernandez, who's our special guest today, is running for OC Superior Court Judge, seat number 30. Um, And she's asking for your support. Go out and vote for her. Tell us, this is like electoral-wise, it would be one of the first times that a Hispanic Latina woman would be in that position, if I'm correct? Absolutely. I would be, well, I'm on the path to becoming the first Latina elected Mm -hmm. to the bench. Um, In Orange County, we've not had a Latino or Latina. Wow. um, be elected we've had some be appointed by the governor yes. or different governors uh but i would be i i could be one of the first if not the first latina elected and i say that because there are other races yes. where there are other yes. latinos so if i uh, this is exciting it is it yes. is it's huge um and for me it's it's a barrier that needs to be broken i would love for it to be me it doesn't have to be me um but I see it as a, a step that I need to take in order to uh, knock down that barrier for everyone who's following in my footsteps, right? Because yes. we all look forward and we all have our heroes and we all have these people who have done things that nobody else has done. To me, that would be a huge accomplishment, but not just for me, but for our entire community. Yes. Um, for the entire Orange County community, whether you're a Latino or not, um, it's important for you to always have the most experienced and qualified person. And I think the type of trial experience I had, the, my life experience, that's what makes me the best candidate for this seat. What would be some of your goals if and when you win this position? What would be some of the goals? Have you thought about that? Well, of course, my, my goals are always to do justice for the right reason, like okay. I said, every time. But more than that, um, I my big thing has always been to come home, right? I've been an Orange County resident for 22 years. 15 of those, the last 15 I've been working in Riverside. Um, before that, I worked as a city prosecutor for five years, so that's why uh, it's 20 years of prosecution work. Yes. Um, but for me, I've always wanted to come back home because being back home and being local, that's two hours of commuting that I don't have to do anymore. Uh, two hours that frees me up to be more involved in my community and to do more mentorship opportunities, right? That to me is so important. Um, and I could do it on a much grander scale as a judge that is very important to me and now that my children are older i have that extra time and uh, that's one of my goals i really want to be uh more more involved in the community as a mentor for our local schools for our law schools i'm doing that now and i just want to be able to do that on a grander scale this is exciting folks um that uh, alma has the opportunity to change history um, what would you say to the young girl listening to you oh right now God. out there that is, uh, you know, wants to grow up and be in these kind of situations or these positions? What would be the message you would send to that young lady or young man listening um, that, you know, obviously you've been through a lot of 
tough times and you've made it and this is and, and we want to congratulate you on behalf of the Orange County Hispanic Thank Chamber you. of Commerce because it's it's perseverance right and so what would be the message you give the youngsters listening right now I would say that your circumstances that when you're a child and you don't make your own decisions those don't define who you are and who you can be right mm -hmm. there comes a time and a point in our lives regardless of the situations that we were given and we were brought up in there comes a point where you make the, your own choices in life and everything can be different you just have to see it you have to believe it and you have to want it and nobody can stop you the only person who can stop you is yourself because that negative voice in your head that tells you you can't you're not good enough that voice is you nobody else approaches you and tells you that we say that to ourselves every morning all day long that negative voice is playing you have to recognize that and you have to find a way to quiet that voice right and it just takes perspective and some self-love and some self-compassion and like you said it's great to have the a community behind you supporting yes. you obviously your husband your children your uh, mom and all those women, are they still like around? Do they know you're doing all this? What's that been like? Well, um, my relationship with my mom is not exactly supportive um, for many different reasons. I, I'm sorry to hear that. No, sorry that's okay. That. That's okay. It's yeah. part of life, right? It, yes. It's part of what makes me who I am. Um, but because I have that tense relationship with my mom and there's that distance, it makes me want to be a better mom to my children, right? Yes. I'm more invested in them because I want them to have everything I didn't have or everything uh, that I wanted to have. But like I said before, just because your blood isn't surrounding you and supporting you, that's not an excuse to not thrive. Yes. Because we still have an opportunity to com uh, create our own families and our own community. Exactly. And there's people in this world surrounding you that will do that for you, that want to do that for you. You just have to open yourself and be able to receive that. It really is important. Blood is not always the most important thing. You don't always well, have that. I'm pretty sure all your tias and all of those women <laughs> are very proud of you yeah. um, because... I'm not saying my mom's not proud. She know, is. She's yes. just not able to be as involved as I would have liked her. Yes. I mean, your children, five boys. Yeah. I mean, I have two boys. I know what it's like yeah. to raise boys. And it's a lot of work. It is. It's a lot of work. And so... Them seeing where mom is, obviously where dad is. Mm -hmm. I know Jose is a former uh, football centurion at Century High School mm -hmm. with us. Baseball. And, uh, yeah. and baseball too, right? I think. Pitcher. He, yes, pitcher. Yes, pitcher. Um, and so we got five minutes here, but left. But, you know, is there anything else you would like our audience to know? Um, just, you know, reminding them when do they vote? When is all this happening? Oh, well, the mail in ballots are going to drop in a couple of weeks at the beginning of May. Okay. So please be on the lookout for those. and fill out your uh, ballots and send them back in. The actual in-person election is June 7th. And I just want to emphasize how important it is for people to get out and vote. I know it's a local election and people don't pay attention, but those are the elections that affect your life the most. On a daily basis. On a daily basis. Who exactly. your school board members are, who your mayor is, who your local judges are. Those are the things that are most important that are going to affect you, like you said, on a daily basis. And in this particular race, there's five of us. So there's five candidates for one seat. So wow. I really do need the community to get out and vote. It is super, super important, especially well, in this So we election. had a couple of people tweet in some questions. I just want to make sure, sure everybody we're clear how to find her on the ballot. Is this for everybody in Orange County or is this just parts of Orange County? 
It's a countywide election. It's a countywide election. Countywide. And the election is being held when? The election is June 7th, but the mail-in ballots are coming out uh, the first uh, weeks of May. So this is the primary election that's coming out. And a lot of times people don't even look at those. I hate to say it. Sometimes I don't even look at all these things because I don't know any of the people there. But like I said, that's why it's so important because those these local elections are the ones that affect your daily life. I completely agree. And I'm embarrassed to admit that sometimes I don't even know what these people are doing and whatever. So how do they find you on the ballot? There's a this is specifically what her uh, name will be there right right it'll be a superior court judge seat number 30 that'll be the title and then under that you will see the five names of the candidates so it'll be closer to the end of the ballot so please once you do those big names you know assembly supervisor please keep going at the very bottom is where you're going to find all the judicial elections. And there's actually nine seats. That's what I was going to say. So open. there's nine judges, wow. nine seats open, and then multiple candidates for each of those nine seats. You're the last seat on the ballot? Uh, I'm the- not the last seat. I think it's close to the end. I'm probably the third Okay. Third to the last, okay. but it's the one that has five candidates. Everybody else has two or three. Oh. Okay. So if I don't get fifty percent of the vote June seventh, the top two vote getters have to go to the gen- uh, to the general, general election, election in the fall. It's like the a fall. runoff kind of a thing, right? So, so I'm hoping, I'm yes. hoping to you know shut this down June seventh, <laughs> and with you know all your listeners' support, that that's a very good possibility. And what would it take to to um, to close it out on June seventh? You have to get someone. To, First candidates to get over 50%, and if correct. not, then the top two vote-getters go on to the fall here. Absolutely correct, yes. Wow, that's a lot to think. Does anybody have any questions? You got that, John? Everybody clear on that? <laughs> well, listen, we want to thank Alma M. Hernandez. Again, it's when you look at the ballot, Alma M. Hernandez uh, for OC Superior Court Judge, seat number 30. Uh, we want to thank her for really being a community leader, for being yeah. doing everything you do in the community. Obviously, these positions are very important, but just the everyday hard work that you do for our community, we appreciate that. We appreciate you being here on our show, um, here on our Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce uh, community podcast show. Uh, as we close off, folks, I just want to say thank you, Alma, for being here. Thank you for having me. Um, and real quickly, just want to remind everybody, our Australia Awards is May 7th. Feel free to visit our website, www.ochcc.org. Um, also, for many of you looking for jobs or looking to post jobs, our chamber, of course, has uh, our amazing job board we created during the pandemic. You can find that also on our website, and you can also find it on our Instagram, which, of course, is OCHCC, which, of course, stands for Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Um, again, I want to thank our special guest, Alma Hernandez. Um, please, folks, go out and vote for her, support her. She's definitely going to be the person for us to support. And uh, we just want to thank everybody who listens to us. And just remember that at our community podcast show, we are all about you and us and uh, where our community is your community. Thank you, Paul. And, and thank you, Alma. And have a great day. Thank you. Thank you both. Well, there you have it. Another great reason to tune in each and every week to meet our community, the Hispanic business community here in Orange County. Powered by the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce and Orange County's only community radio station right here. OC Talk Radio streaming live from our studios at the University of California Irvine's Beale Applied Innovation Center. 